hello and welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Gavin. Uh, and I'm Sean. And uh, we've got quite a big show to get through today. Uh, we're trying not dwell on too many things, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's jam-packed because we've got absolutely loads and loads yep. to cover. Yep. So the result of that is because there's been so much senior action uh, since the last time, uh, we're not going to look at any of the junior stuff no. this time around. So no. no time for the junior. So sorry about that, kids. Um, <laughs> but what we will do is we're getting to kind of the end of the, the junior World Cup season now. There's only really a handful of events left. Um, and then people disappear off to do their various yeah. uh, junior zonal championships. Um, but we will do a preview before the Junior Worlds, which is happening in Plovdiv mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of April. So at that point, we can put our you know notional one pound bets on who we're going to have winning <laughs> yeah. each, each of the various categories. Um, so that we'll have that to to look forward to. Yes. So sorry about that, juniors. But next time. Yeah. So one one thing that I wanted to to talk about um, last time around, we we had a bit of a mention about fences on social media, and I thought something else that we should cover is. Uh, other internet resources other than just listening to us. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. obviously we're invaluable, but yeah. there's a few other things out there as well. And a couple that I want to mention, welovefencing.com, when you're searching around for your live feeds and live streams and uh, live results for the various, uh, mainly senior but junior World Cups as well. Yeah. Uh, we Love Fencing do an absolutely tremendous job of, of tracking them all down so they're all in the one place. Well, it was, it was really useful for Bon. <laughs> we couldn't find the streams and then they just... Oh. Period. And there they were, yeah, yeah, absolutely everything you need. So, um, well, we did an interview for them as well. That's right. At the end of last year, so they're obviously lovely people and interested <laughs> in the important things in the fencing world, yes, like us, are. exactly. <laughs> and the other one that uh, we've become a bit of a fan of is BetterFencer.com. Yes, which is run by Jason Rogers. Jason Rogers, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, US men's sabreur, uh, team bronze medalist mm-hmm. from the two thousand eight Olympics. Yes, um, r- really good blog. Lots of interesting. Topics on there, often featuring sort of celebrity fencers giving their their opinion and views on things. Really, really good. I mean, I've I've shared a couple of things up there. If you want to know about how performance at the uh, the elite end, it's certainly great for that. I think, yeah. and it's really, really good for that. Yeah, and and also he sent us an nice email to say uh, he he liked <laughs> he liked our podcast. So yeah. um, that's a big shout out for Jason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now more more on the um, social media side of things. A thing that I spotted at uh, at Heidenheim was the, the advent of uh, Max Heinzer TV. I thought it was great. Uh, of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. So, um, yeah, Max Heinzer, um, our, our favourite, well, certainly your favourite yep. Swiss men's epiest, yep. I, I think possibly your favourite fencer in the whole wide world, um, did a, a live stream on, on Facebook. Uh, was it Facebook Live? Yeah, Facebook Live. Um, and it was Peace Side. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so showed showed all his fights. How many were there in, in Titanheim? Three fights. I think, I think he went in the last 16. Yeah, he, went the last, he definitely got in the last 16. Yeah. yeah, and at the end of each fight, you know, whoever was uh, doing the filming at the side of the piece would then uh, spring forward with a... I'm sure it was a microphone mark. Max Heinzer TV. We can find this. You yeah. can find it and put it on put it on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Um, yeah, to ask him, ask him how he thought the fight had gone. Yeah. Um, personally, I found it quite funny. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you were there riveted. Yeah. You? Well, I had four other pieces to watch, and then and then uh, and then Max's uh, Facebook feed kept popping up telling me that he was online live, so it was great. Lots and lots to watch. <laughs> I do, do, do we think that lots of other fences might try this? Um, I'm not sure. It depends how much scoring we pour on it, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the reaction is generally. I mean, I'd love to know. I'd love to know if anybody else watched this because uh, on Facebook, obviously, Max has got quite a big following, and he's quite he's quite a nice guy and everything like that, and. 
he had uh, quite a lot of people commenting about how much they were enjoying his live feed. Oh, okay. So well, if you, I, I do remember all of that. So right, I'll, re- I'll reserve my scorn a little bit there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we'll definitely will track it down. I think put it on a put it on a Facebook page. Max will love it. <laughs> um, and the other absolutely vital internet resource regarding fencing that's um, really just started this kind of week or so mm. is our our blog. Yes, we've only just put it up. I mean, although we put some earlier dated articles up. They were yeah, only really, yeah, they were only really forward. created this week, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, check out our our website and uh, look out our blog, which yes. will, will be popping up on our uh, our Facebook. Is it worth just mentioning the first, just briefly mentioning the articles we put up? Yeah, go and knock yourself out. I think uh, you wrote a really good one on video replays. Ah, thanks very much. And I wrote something basically about how I think uh, fencing is a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, it is. We we don't seem quite satisfied with just being fencing. We want to be. We want to be something else. We want to be Star Wars and, yeah, we want and to things be like that. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I should also mention just one last community before we move on, and that's Reddit. Ah, There's yes. a Reddit fencing community as well. Which, if you've been around online as long as I have, you'll know that there are various forums, fencingforum.com and fencingnet. But also there's another community in, on Reddit because well, internet, the internet starts with Reddit apparently. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, they're actually quite good. You can get some interesting stuff on there too. Yeah, I'm a kind of late late adopter of uh, of Reddit, I must admit, and I've, I've uh, popped too. it a little bit. It's sort of more popular in America, I think. Yeah. And it doesn't really, I don't find it a great place to hang out in outside of the fencing community. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, so there we go. But yeah, so Reddit. Reddit, Reddit, Reddit slash fencing, there's a subreddit on that. Okay. Yeah, so there we go. That's fine. I'll, I'll pop back in more regularly. Yeah. Okay, and um, the other thing I wanted to mention was, well, I've, I've tried not to go about this too much. Uh, I found that quite difficult, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I was in Paris and you weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell me how you want me to tell you how good it was? Uh, I'm sure it was as good as it was last year when I was there. <laughs> if anything, it was even better, Gav. I know you find that hard to believe. Well, better, better because I wasn't there, probably. No, <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but um, yeah, it was great. So um, obviously, did my kind of sort of near live uh, mm-hmm. report from that. Uh, really patchy sound quality because it basically was just me running around uh, with my iPhone, um, yeah. doing doing little updates after each round. I did get a couple of really good interviews though. Yes. Uh, my, my chat with uh, Greg Masialis was uh, very good. Yeah, great. And you know, he took what a good fifteen twenty minutes out of his super busy day to talk to me. So I'm mm-hmm. really grateful for that. And of course, um, got to chat to 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 my my fencing hero, Erwin yeah. Huge demands on his time over that weekend because mm-hmm. he obviously is a national fencing hero, uh, yeah. and just loads of demands. Uh, I thought he was he sounded really good actually. You said he was worried about his English, but I thought it was. It was, it was really of, really good. Yeah, it was really um, it was really sweet actually. Mm-hmm. He was really nervous about doing a doing an interview in yeah. English, um, but I thought he came across really well and. Uh, yeah, being being the sort of national hero uh, in in France at the uh, at the Paris CIP was um, yeah, for him to take the time to speak to me was yeah. was brilliant. Other bits uh, from the Paris weekend, um, bits of gossip actually that I heard from a couple of people, and Greg kind of mentioned it slightly obliquely was that apparently the the FIE are negotiating heavily with the International Olympic Committee to to get us bumped up to a full set of medals. Now that. Would be amazing, and I heard that from I heard that from a couple of people there. So you know, in, in Rio, there was no women's foil teams, and there was no men's saber teams, um, and it's pretty much worked. Well, it has worked in rotation, so yeah. men's foil are due to miss out, and I think it's women's. How many Olympic cycles is that? That's been like that now, three, four, uh, four since two thousand. Yeah, since two thousand and four. Yeah. 
um, once women's sabre was introduced, yeah. um, the IOC basically said, well, no more medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got, you know, you've got 10 events and that's that's what you're you're limited to. Mm. Um, so well, that's great news if it turns out to be true. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um, because, yeah, it, it does create a, a slightly odd dynamic for the weapons as well. You get you get two two Olympics when when your weapons in for individual yep. and team, yep. and then and then the team's gone for for an Olympics. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It does create an odd sort of effect of uh, who competes, when people retire, yeah. what their goals are. So yeah, it'd be brilliant if that that could happen. But we'll, you know, we'll wait and see. I, I think the uh, negotiating's heavy, but still at the early stages. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other sports which are in that boat. Uh, no, none that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pretty unique state of affairs, and yeah, always I'd like to see that change. Was there any other gossip from Paris? Oh yeah, well, not really gossip as such. Uh, a figure floating around the the kind of outskirts of the event, not with a big four hire sign on the back of his uh, of his jacket, was um, Stefano Cerioni. Oh yeah, who is uh-huh. um, yeah um, quite visible. You know, you know, he's a big guy, very recognisable. Yeah, as I say, he didn't seem to be obviously sort of touting for business, but um, yeah, it was interesting to see him there, um, not in any sort of official capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see him sort of deep in negotiation with anybody, but. But, um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that he was there. And I think, yeah, gossip-wise, that's, that's probably about it, actually. I don't really have anything else that I can think of. No, no, but, it's been a while, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, the, the Olympic medals thing I thought was interesting. That is a good one. Right. Yeah. Okay, so time to turn our attention to um, a whole pile of senior results. A really busy time of year. Yes. Yeah, last one we had uh, various Grand Prix uh, to cover. Next Grand Prix not until, I think, next month, March, I think, is the next mm-hmm. next lot of Grand Prix action. Um, but, yeah, tons and tons of World Cups. So, uh, straight into it. Uh, women's foil uh, from Algiers. That was uh, a win uh, for Isora Tigos of France. Um, mm-hmm. I, I th- I'm not totally sure, but I think that might be her first, her first senior win. Is it? Uh, yeah, don't call me that. I mean, she's certainly hanging around the top ten for a long time. But, yeah, a lot of Italian and Russian winners. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, French women on top of the podium. Uh, so, in that one, we had, uh, yeah, Tibus beating Nam in the final. A good fight, really dynamic. Mm-hmm. Seesawed a little bit at the start of the fight, but, uh, yeah, Tibus a, a well-deserved winner uh, with uh, Arrigo and Volpi, the two Italians, taking the bronze medals in that one. Some some really good fencing. Yeah, dynamic, entertaining. The usual highly things. Highly recommended. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, we've got a lot to cover, so I'm not, I'm not going to spend a whole yeah. lot of time discussing it. Discussing it hit well, by hit. I, I'm glad that you're saying all these good things about women's fall because I think we're going to say something else later. Ah, uh, because okay. you know, remember I said that I felt that women's fall turned a corner. I hadn't watched a lot of it, but now I'm really enjoying it. Yep, that's very good. That's really interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's that's got me slightly worried. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in the teams, uh, who do we have? Uh, we had Italy maintaining their sort of run of oh, right. successive wins. They've just got so much depth that uh, they they were comfortable winners against Russia in the final. Yes, so. Um, and USA and France were the the two semi finalists there. Um, I mean that pretty much reflects where the where the strength is in women's foil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no huge surprise there. So next up, what have we got? Paris. Paris. Oh yes, Paris teams. Yes. Yeah, because I've forgotten. We'd, I, I did my little broadcast from uh, from Paris uh, immediately after the individual. The team event was was great. Yep. Um, big French crowd. Uh, France doing doing pretty well. Really easy job for the um, PA announcer mm-hmm. uh, who just had to go. They keep the France. The crowd <laughs> go Way! and go absolutely mental. So um, yeah, easiest job in the world. The the real excitement actually though was in the semi final, uh, a match between 
Italy and the USA uh, really tight all the way through. Oh, yes. Um, USA ahead 44-43, and then a, a hugely controversial decision uh, by the referee. Didn't look right at the time. Immediate video video review. Referee spends about one second looking at the review, comes back and awards a hit the same way to Italy. So it goes to 44-0, and then Garozzo scores a final hit. A really, really good final hit. It was but, an amazing, it was a, it was a, I saw that, and it was an amazing hit, that last hit. It was amazing. Yeah, but probably should never have happened. I've got to be honest with you, I'm in the camp, which is not as convinced as everyone else is that it yeah. was the wrong round. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the original decision, mm-hmm. the, the video review was extremely brief. And that, that probably is the real issue. Um, I do kind of mention this in my, my little blog. Yes. No point having a video review if you don't use it mm-hmm. from the referee's point of view. So go to the blog and read up on Sean's thoughts on that. Yep. Please do. Um, and anyway, the final was pretty straightforward. Um, Italy uh, gave France uh, a bit of a spanking, yeah. Dis- despite the crowd's best efforts to, to get involved and get excited about Still, it. Still, it's a good showing from France coming in second. Yeah, it's not not bad going, but yeah, better to come. We'll yeah. speak more about that later on. But yeah, comfortable win for Italy in the final anyway. Which brings us to the women's epi in Barcelona. Mm, yeah. Now, uh, I did watch some of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it hasn't left much of an impact. <laughs> I, I tried to, I tried to get back to watch it again, uh, but I haven't had much time. I've got to be honest with you. This is, this is what I was hinting at the women's foil. I'm not enjoying the women's epi at the moment as much as I have the women's foil, which is a bit of a turnaround for me because it used to be the other way around. Yep. We have, I think, turned a corner women's foil, like I've said, but I think we've turned a different corner women's epi at the moment, and a lot of the matches for me are a little bit boring. Uh, <laughs> So, in Barcelona, in the last eight, I believe it was, mm-hmm. we have uh, a victory by uh, UN Son of China over Beata Christman of uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. 3-2. Way, it's a thriller. In, in, a, in a DE. I don't remember this match at all. <laughs> but, but, let's be honest here, if somebody had fallen over and broken their leg or had to be medically retired, that would have been memorable. And I don't remember any of that. So it must have been an absolutely brilliant day out. Let's just talk about the, the results anyway. I've obviously mentioned uh, UN Sun, but she won. Hurrah, well done. Uh, she did win. And obviously uh, that's uh, Hubri here. Mm-hmm. That'll be his yeah. mentorship coming in. Yeah, he's got a lot to answer for, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we're generally Aubrey fans. Um, however, his uh, his charges in the women's epi team are are not producing thrilling fencing. No, I think it's no, fair to say. Yeah. Successful fencing, obviously, uh, soon winning there. And, yes. you know, when we get to team event. Yes, there's more, more to come there. But still, uh, yeah, not, not brilliant. But anyway, uh, she won. Uh, the, other, the other result I'd like to mention, uh, well, it seems that we're sort of sprinting through these at the moment, is that uh, our missing Hungarian has reappeared and she's got a bronze. Yeah, hurrah, good to see her back. Yeah, so Zsasz came, uh, came equal third in that one as well. Uh, and outside of that, there's, there's not very much, I've got to say, I've got to say that's kind of memorable, except for what the fencing wasn't the best. Yeah. Now into the teams. Yeah, talking through the teams. Yeah, if you thought the individual was dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Okay, so overall it was a victory by China. Hurrah. Over Estonia in the final, uh-huh. and they won uh, by an astonishing twenty-two points to twenty-one. Oof. Yeah, so that's exactly what you want out of a world-class, exciting sport is to is to not make your targets at any point during the match. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely none of them. In fact, no, 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 no. no. China beat France for uh, forty-five to forty-one. Okay. Um, actually, I don't remember this one at all. I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but 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 having said that, at least they got to the end, and that you know that would have been fine. 
Uh, but in the other semi, uh, Estonia sneaked it over Russia, 32-31. Wow. Another memorable one there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so. uh, that's not great. I mean, uh, I mean, joking aside, that's that's not a spectacle. I mean, we talk about we can talk about the sort of uh, tactical battle and the concentration required and a sort of low scoring yeah. type match, but but the fact is, it's dull fencing. It is dull fencing. It's using your. T- oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to have to do here, but. Yeah, I've got a suggestion. Well, I save it until after you tell yeah, me about I, the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think there's a, there's another uh, women's epi World Cup that uh, Gav's going to discuss shortly, and I'll I'll come up with a suggestion for um, for what dull epi fencing needs. Yeah, but shall we just move on then? Yeah, let's okay. let's move swiftly on okay. from that. And uh, let's move on to, to to Heidenheim, where I believe I became a bit of an internet puppy for a day. You were uh, extremely excitable. Yes. I was quite excitable during Heidenheim. Heidenheim, I watched. From essentially from start to finish that I could, so I watched from the last sixty-four days. Yeah, and it was a weird format as well because they they did this sort of preliminary the pools and the preliminary days on the Thursday. Yes, and then the main the main event the last sixty-four onwards on the Friday, which confused the hell out of me on the day because I yeah, thought I was watching the preliminaries for a while and I was just like, no, this is not yeah, this is the main event. Yeah, yeah. Um, so busy busy and productive day at work. Then. It was yeah yeah everybody was really happy to see me occasionally <laughs> punching the air and jumping in the air and going, this is fantastic. Uh, I, I mean, I want to spend a wee bit of time talking about Heidenheim because I'm quite excited about mm. it because I spent the entire day watching Japanese fencers. Yeah. Uh, the, I turned it on just to see what was going on because obviously I thought it was just the preliminaries and it was the first thing I saw was Yama scoring one of the most incredible, well-timed, athletic, out-of-nowhere counter-attacks I think I've ever seen. It was so good. I felt like I should be spitting my coffee all over my keyboard. You probably were. You worked keyboards. You worked keyboards. You weren't bothered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was it was genuinely amazing. And I was hooked from that moment onwards. I mean, Yama had a bit of a run, if I remember. I can't remember exactly. I think it was the other Chinese guy, uh, the other Korean guy put him out. The other Japanese guy, sorry, that put him out, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not absolutely sure. So. I'd have to go back to results. I might be misremembering. It's been a while now. But I ended up watching Yama. And then I ended up watching Kano. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the big news here is that Kanu came from nowhere. Yeah, literally he's one of nowhere. Our, yeah, never heard of him, and suddenly they're yeah. appearing in the latest stages of the World Cup. I mean, he's not completely unknown because he's currently, well, at the time he would have been about 12th in the world. Oh, okay. In, that's... in juniors. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. And <clears throat> yeah. he was almost 900th in the world in the seniors, 895, I think. <laughs> that's, that's a fair way down, yeah. So, Take your wealth, find yeah. him if you're scrolling through the yeah. senior rank. So, Caro came from nowhere, tore his way through the, through the entire pack, and made the semi final. Yeah, that's uh, good going from. Surely you're not going to get somebody coming from as low as 800 and something in the, the senior rankings to make a semi final. Well, you say that? But we had a Hungarian called uh, Matty Koch. Have you heard of this guy? Absolutely not. No. Uh, have you heard of him in the juniors? No, he's nowhere in the juniors no, either, is no, he? No, he has no <laughs> ranking at all. I think the Hungarians basically decided to have, just have a pop. Right. So they just chuck a random epius thing and see what, see what happens. Yeah, you know, quite, quite wander around some of the clubs and say, oh, you look all right. Yeah, you fan- fancy go to Heidenheim at the weekend? Yeah. 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 Why not? I've got nothing else to do. I'm not going to the pictures. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But again, Koch, I mean... I was busy watching the Japanese, and it wasn't until later on in the tournament, around about the last 16, that I started to get messages from people saying, you got to check out the Hungarian guy, because he'd beaten how many Olympic champions? Uh, I think he'd taken out a couple along the way. A couple of Olympic champions, a couple of top tens. Yeah. He literally came from nowhere, fought his way right the way through, and again, he made the finals. And we ended up with a situation where you had two fencers in the top ten against two fencers who were nowhere in the world. Yeah, because I mean, when you say that Kano was 800 and something in the senior rankings... 
Cock was even lower, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like eleven hundred or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I actually didn't realise the rankings went that far down. Well, that's the that's the point where all the zero points are. Oh, okay, so he's turned up at something. Yeah, he's turned up but never got any points. Yeah, and it's probably one tournament or other. I think even I was higher ranked than him at one point. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just incredible. So, uh, so you had had the situation where you've got these uh, these people you've never heard of, and they made it into the semi final. I mean, you're kind of hoping for the uh, the rags to riches story, but you didn't quite get it because, uh, first of all, Kano bumped into one of my favourite Koreans, who promptly beat him. Yeah. And Koch bumped into one of our favourite French uh, septuagenarians, Yannick <laughs> Burrell, uh, uh, who promptly thrashed him. And that was that, basically. We had a we had a fairly run-of-the-mill final, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, Koch actually gave uh, Burrell quite a hard time, as I recall. For the first bit, and then... Burrell did. Burrell kind of Burrell worked it out. Worked out. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember the final score, but uh, Koch made him work hard enough that um, Burrell looked, looked pretty grumpy by the end of the the fight. Yeah, and it's kind of relieved, yeah, yeah, and relieved to get out of the way. Effectively. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, Kyungdu Park basically made mincemeat Kano. It was fifteen five. Yeah, it was. A, it was a thumping. Yeah, and it yeah. was over fairly quick, if I remember correctly. It wasn't. You know, no we weren't around. hanging hang around fifteen minutes for this one to finish. It was just done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, much more, much more entertaining certainly than uh, the the women's epics the, yeah. the week before. Yeah, and you've got to remember, it's it's not our favourite park; it's the other park. Yeah, 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 the other park. Yeah, yeah. the other one that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if only I mean that was the other thing that, that I do remember this now because this park beat the other park on the way up. Yes, that's right. In the last, I think yep, it was last right, sixteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when it got to the final, everyone was saying, "Oh, it's parking final." No, no, it's the no, other, it's other park. The other park. Yeah, the yeah. other park. The other one that's really good as well. Yeah. And you know, we looking at Cork as well. I mean, you beat Novozhelov on the way up. Yeah. You know, it was close, fifteen fourteen, but you still beat him. A win's a win. Yeah. A win's a win. And uh, how would you describe Cork's fencing? Ugly. Ugly. I, I would well, have said, actually, uncoordinated. Uh, I mean, he did, he looks like what he is, I suppose. Um, when when he didn't win, uh, you know, when he went out to Burrell, he looked uh, like a sort of gangly teenager. And that's what he is. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought he looked like he looked like a, a typical Hungarian fencer. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But, but not ma- quite, not quite sort of fully formed. No, yet. there's still there's still some years of work to go before we yeah. turn him into you know the next Giz Emery or something like that. You know, there's time to go here. But yeah, anyway, I mean, it is an amazing result. But I mean, I wouldn't bank on seeing him in the later stages at another World Cup or Grand Prix this season. Yes. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the Hungarians are definitely going to have another punt with this guy. He's, yeah. he's going to be quite reasonably ranked now as well, so he's going to have an easier time in the pool. It's going to be great watching the rest of the season because of that. Another thing I liked about Cano, going back to Cano as well, uh, was his first name's Cocky, and that's Cano. He's, he's cocky, 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 cocky Cano. Yeah, and you know, I just love watching him fence. He was really, really just all over the place. He yeah, good, I mean, I've, I've seen a bit of the Japanese uh, men's this this year, and they produced uh, either kind of remarkable results because they, you know, they had I think a couple in the last eight or maybe one in the semi uh, final at one of the ones earlier on in the season, and and they're they're great. Uh, really. The sort of thing that we've we've been admiring in Menzepi this season, yes. the mobile, dynamic, and varied, and yeah. uh, stuff that we like in the the Koreans, and I think the Japanese fences are a bit younger as well. So yeah. again, they've they've got time to time to develop and mm-hmm. and you know provide us with with yet more entertainment. So I'm quite quite looking forward to to, to see more of them. So with with the other park uh, winning here, I think that means that in what of three of the four World Cups and Grand Prix in men's epi so far, we've had three different Korean winners. Yeah, I mean, that's just amazing, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's not like the good fencers aren't turning up. No, exactly. They are there. Yeah. I mean, they're just being beaten at the moment by these Koreans. Yeah. And the other thing to note about this particular uh, tournament as well was it was very clear to me that the, the other park, 
Sangyong Sang Sang Park, one number uh, one Olympic champion. Uh, yeah. The Italians, the French, and the Germans, and everybody that had been watching this guy and had a plan for him. Yeah, you could just see it in the way that the, the way that they were fencing against him uh, earlier on. So, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was really happy with my time. It's it was just an amazing tournament. Blew my yeah, mind a little bit. Where, you know, you work out one part and then suddenly there's another one there. Still, yeah, still he's winning slight, the tournament. He's slightly different. You know, he's, he's the same guy, but slightly different. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know, but it was great. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I was quite excitable about it online, and then some familiar faces were appearing and saying, "Oh, I kind of miss this. This is great. I mean, why are we not all watching this?" Yes, yeah. You know, and this is what you're missing out on. The thing is, Heidenheim is the sort of men's epi equivalent of Paris. It's the the one that everyone wants yes. to win. It's the the one with the most sort of history and prestige mm-hmm. attached to it. So, you know, you win it, you get 32 World Cup points. You know, same as yeah. the other World Cup, and and less than you do for the Grand Prix, but it does have a genuine sort of. Um, I'd love to go, but cash to it. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, the village of Heidenheim is in the middle of nowhere. I believe so. And yeah, really hard to get to. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to be determined to get there. But a lot, a lot of um, a lot of Mesopias do because there was a massive entry, wasn't it? Two hundred eighty. Oh, was absolutely huge. So it was it was just a great tournament, and everybody at work got to watch me jumping, the air, <laughs> jumping up and down, jumping up and down, getting very excited, pointing at the screen and saying, "Oh my god, these Japanese guys are amazing!" Uh, and then obviously moving on to the. Uh, the the team matches. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch the teams, unfortunately, so we're just going to go with the scores on this one. Uh, no, no, no Japan, obviously, to talk about here. In, in later stages. No, no, no. So we only got the last eight here. I mean, the, the tournament itself was won, obviously, by uh, Italy, who beat France in the final. Hmm. So good day for both of them. And in the semi-finals, you know, we had uh, we also had uh, China and Ukraine as well. Yeah, that's probably a good result for, for China because individually they're not, they're not producing great results at the yes. moment. You know, you'll get a, a few in the last sixty-four, but not really mm-hmm. much beyond that. So that's, I would say, that's a good result for a for the Chinese men's team. I think that's probably where Mister Opie has the most most work to do is in the, in the men's side. The women yes. are are pretty strong, um, but yeah, the men, yeah, not so much. So, wait, I find that amazing they, though because they had they had Lee, is that Lee? Oh no, Wang, the guy that won the got into the Olympics. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was genuinely brilliant. It's a big happy Chinese guy. <laughs> you know. That's uh, a few years ago. I mean, that must be what two thousand. Yeah, but where did they all go then? I mean, you know, what did they all go? Anyway, never mind. Uh, mm. So, but the thing, the thing to note about the scores as well here is that I've been obviously had a bit of a bashing there for women's epi, but again, not exactly great scores. No, yeah, that is. I suppose that is part of the trouble with epi teams is that they do run the risk of becoming uh, snorefests. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say the word snorefest. Okay. I, Italy beat China in the semi-finals, fourteen thirteen. Yeah, that's again, it's that's, it's dolphins, dolphins. I mean, this is the rule. Like, uh, this is the the, the non-competitivity rule that we all like now. We have to watch this rubbish. You can just move on to the next one. I hope it gets <laughs> yeah. a bit better. I mean, it is dull, but it doesn't last for a full three minutes. I suppose is the one consolation. Yeah, um, but it's you still got a minute of dullness to get through. A minute of dullness, yeah, and repeated numerous times in a team match. Yeah. It's just such a lack of ambition about it. That I just find. Annoying as hell. I, is, I get the tactics. I get it. Nobody has to yeah. tell me about the tactics. I get all of that. It's the lack of ambition. No guts, no glory. You know, it's just the constant sitting back. I'm just going to take the one prod, and that's it. I'm going to sit back for another yeah. half an hour and not do any more work. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's difficult. I mean, people don't reach those tactics by accident, though. So if you're prepared to kind of tough it out and age, uh, you know, a fourteen thirteen or whatever it was there. And that progresses you, it gets more World Cup points. Whereas you'd be ambitious and you lose, you go, well, I'll maybe go for the dull option. I guess. I know. I guess. It is we're, boring. We're going to talk about how to fix that shortly. Yep, I've got a great idea. You're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's next? So, what are we on to? Um, New York, I think. Uh, yes, I watched a little bit of this. Um, not a huge amount. I, I found 
Um, yeah, what are my results for this? I've lost my paper. Go. Uh, yeah, so uh, women's sabre uh, from New York. Um, an, an interesting weekend outside the fencing because there was a whole lot of protests going on in New York oh, that yes, weekend with the, uh, with the inauguration of uh, of the new president. Yes. Uh, Let's not talk about politics. No, I'll, I'll not. I'll move swiftly on, but it apparently it made for a, a few difficulties in getting around and things like that. I imagine. Um, so semi-final action there. Another good turnout from uh, from the French uh, with Cecilia Berde facing off against Irina Vecchi in one semi-final. And again, another another good result for for the French. Um, I was speaking to um, Phil Carson, the head coach mm-hmm. at Salosian, and a, you know a, a close follower of of what happens in uh, in sable circles. And he was saying earlier on in the season that uh, he thought the French team was looking uh, really strong, you okay. know, sort of proper transformation in them. Manon Bruni obviously won won a World Cup earlier on in the year. And Berdy into the semi-finals here. She was a long way down in her fight against Vecchi in the semi-finals. I think fourteen eleven down, and brought it back with a run of hits mm-hmm. to to progress through into into the final. Uh, and again, looked really good. I you know I watched that fight and you know good entertaining stuff. As I say, I've, I've become a bit of a a saber convert yep. and I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, other semi-final, uh, a bit more straightforward. Uh, Kim of Korea beating uh, Chrisio in the uh, comfortable win fifteen six. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrisio though had had kind of spoiled the American home crowds day earlier on by uh, putting out Itahij Mohammed in the last sixty four. Right. Um, so uh, Kim against Berdy in the in the final. Uh, yeah, again another another great fight. Um, Kim into lead at the at the break eight six, uh, but Berdy had a change of tactics, uh, moved the uh, moved the fight around a, a lot more. And uh, eventually ran out a fairly comfortable winner at fifteen eleven. All right, okay. Um, other notable notable results of the the day: uh, Yana Gorian went out in the last thirty two was knocked out by the American um, Dagmara Wojniak. All uh, oh, right. Again, that was a really good one. I didn't see the whole fight, but it was a, a cracking final hit. It was fourteen all, mm-hmm. and uh, you get a big leaping second repost from uh, Vojinat to, to to win the fight to be to be the Olympic champion. So that was uh, that was good entertainment. So yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm becoming increasingly a a, a saber fan. Right. I'm still not going to pretend to actually really know what I'm looking for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good stuff, and I'm I'm particularly enjoying watching the. Uh, the, the French women's surprise who yeah look, look pretty good. impressive at the moment yeah. defence from the French then the other thing the other thing to mention was that uh, Arrigo didn't make it because she was ill oh that's right yes uh, yeah we don't have our, our usual um, Arrigo watching the women's sabre um, yeah. yeah she had bronchitis I think it was yeah it was she put a call out on you know for uh, recommendations of things to do in New York and then couldn't go yeah. bit of a shame yeah it was mm-hmm. but uh, yeah she'll be back for more I believe yes uh, so yeah. can't remember where the next women's sabre world cup is but uh, yeah coming up soon and she's off to that mm-hmm. good so yeah, uh, so moving onwards from there, um, women's foil next in Gdansk. Yes, um, yeah, Ariga was at that one, so she'd recovered in time to uh, to turn up there. Oh, or did she actually? No, no, I take that back. No, she missed that as well. Hmm. When it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, no Arrigo. I take that back. No Ariga in Gdansk. Okay. However, it did give a chance for um, I'm, you know adding to our collection of surprise winners. Oh, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, this, this is quite a good one. Svetlana Trupapina. Heard of her? Nope. No, no. You wouldn't have done. Um, ranked outside the top 100 uh, before <laughs> uh, before Gdansk. Had a, a few a few close calls on the way through. Mm-hmm. But actually, by the time I, I picked up the action, I think it was in the last eight sort of stage. Yeah. At narrow wins, she beat um, 
Martina Battini of mm-hmm. Italy 15 14 in the last eight. Uh, Lee Kiefer made it through to the semi finals as well. And in the other semi final, we had uh, two, two French fencers. So, again, an, another good weekend for the French right. who seem to be coming on, yeah, coming on strong with a lot of weapons. They've had sort of decent fencers. Uh, obviously, we had Tebus winning, winning the previous women's 4 1. Uh, but this time we got um, Astrid Guillard and uh, Pauline Ronvier in the mm-hmm. semi-finals. So they've kind of lagged behind Italy and Russia for the last few years. So um, it's good to see some some progress from a familiar team, really. It's, it's not sort of new faces from the oh, French really? side, okay. but uh, you know they seem to be stepping up this mm-hmm. season. So yeah, in the this, in this semi-final, Lee Kiefer against... Um, our, our relatively unknown Russian triple yeah. and um, she's she's one actually I've, I've spotted her name a few times because it always slightly takes me by surprise it always looks like an Italian name to me mm-hmm. but she's Russian <clears throat> and yeah Lee Kiefer a really impressive winner at the uh, at the Grand Prix at the end yeah. of the year was edged out by uh, Trukopina 15-13 uh, it was a really good fight um, there's nothing hugely remarkable at Trukopina's fence so there's nothing that you know really grabs your attention but it's really solid functional well put together Efficient. Uh, efficient, tactically well put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, she adjusted well in the fight against uh, against Kiefer, and yeah, through through to the final. Um, and in the battle of the Frenchies, Ronvier won fairly comfortably, fifteen seven okay. in the semi final. And the final was really, really one sided. Um, you know, our our Russian uh, Tripopina, you know, that you you wouldn't have picked out as mm-hmm. as being a a likely winner at the start of the day. Absolutely trashed Ronvier fifteen five. More unusual for that to happen as well, foil than it is an epi. So, yeah, not bad. Yeah, so good, good win and a, another name that you know you wouldn't have picked out at the right. start of the season or even at the start of the day. Oh, uh, wow! Suddenly, a, a you know a first time first time World Cup winner. I think our previous best result had been the last sixteen. Really? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I mean she's young. She's only what twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Okay. Um, and it's been a fairly established Russian team for quite a long time. So. Um, yeah, a new name to contend with. So it'll be interesting to see if she can kind of repeat that performance later in the season because a few of our mm. our first time winners have kind of uh, won and then not really done very much. But uh, yeah, she looks the real deal. Um, well, cool. It'll be, be interesting to see what happens with her for the rest of the season and and to see what happens if she mm. actually makes the Russian team because that's a, a big result. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah, with, cool. to, with her with the, for the rest of the season. So yeah, what's next? Uh, what do we have next? We've got uh, Padua Men's Saber. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it, this is won by a Hungarian, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Schlage. No. It was Andras Mari. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Uh, but he defeated Arman Abedini in the final. So Abedini is Harapha definitely... Abedini yeah, he's, he's, he's finally, back. Yeah, he's no, back. that continues his climb because um, he didn't do great in Cancun, I don't think, along with virtually everybody else in the sort of top 10. That's right. There was a complete carnage. Yeah. yeah. But I think he was sixth when we had a look at the rankings. That's so right. With that, with that second place, he's gonna he's gonna climb maybe a bit of space. Uh, yeah. yeah. So good news. Yeah. Yep. And there's another there, there, just to sort of mention another Iranian. There's a Ali uh, Pakdaman made the last thirty two as well. Okay. He's another Iranian teammate there. So yeah. That's so it, uh, again. I'm desperate to meet the, the, the Iranian saber team. So if anybody out there knows I can contact, <laughs> contact them, yeah. I'd really like to speak to them. Yeah. So and uh, Satsmari is interesting as well because before this season I. Don't think he'd meddled at a, a no. senior event. He did make semi-finals at something earlier on in the year. Uh, but it's a name I've heard of. You know, it's not. It's not like he's came from nowhere. Uh, no, indeed, no, no. He's not, he's not our uh, a complete left field no, one no. Uh, like some of the the ones that we've uh, we've mentioned today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a, a first win at senior level for him following a a first a first medal earlier on in the season. So uh, yeah, yeah. And he's quite uh, young still. He's twenty four. Yeah, again. So, so yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, the other, the semi-finalists here, sorry, the bronze medalists here are two Koreans. Yeah, so it's our man uh, Oh, and then uh, Young Wan Kim. Okay, so uh, well-established names. Actually, I was yeah. thinking more about the. Um, remember last time we talked about the uh, Korean men's sabras and how they have a kind of A squad and a B squad. Yes, that's and, right. You know, they train separately, and I was thinking about. I mean, because the the training that the Koreans do is sort of notoriously tough. Um, So if you have this A squad of sort of 68 fences and a B squad of about the same size, Mm -hmm. you presumably then got a load of other guys kind of pushing to to make those squads. Mm -hmm. But with the training being so brutal, you then must have another huge pile of what, you know, 100 or broken sabrars who've not not survived the training to get to that stage. Yeah, but where are they getting them all from? I mean, Korea's not a huge... I mean, it's, it's a reasonable sized country, but it's not massive, massive. Yeah. It's not. We're not talking about you know, I don't know, China or something or Russia. With no, exactly. Huge areas, loads of people scattered around, around and yeah. all that. You know, but uh, I, I mean, I would never. You, when you talk about sort of East Asian countries, you wouldn't think that Korea would be one of those countries interested in fencing. Mm-hmm. Not in my opinion. Well, it's funny. I mean, we've, we've been running through the results today, and I think a Korean has appeared at least as a, a sort of passing mention yep. in in virtually every single weapon. Yes. Uh, men's, men's, and women's. Yep. So it's, it's kind of phenomenal depth from, as you say, exactly. a, a country that's not particularly massive. No. Yeah. So, yeah, Korea. So they're, they're hot housing and there's, you know, their hot housing clearly works. Yeah. And it's all about that phenomenal work ethic that we know that they all have. Yeah. So, right. uh, so, so moving on from there, actually, just just to sort of quickly go over the uh, the, the teams here. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention the, oh, the women's four teams from Gdansk, oh. uh, Italy won. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no surprise. Italy, <laughs> win. Italy win again. Moving swiftly on, Italy winning again, eh? Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Never happens. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, in Paggio, uh, actually, it was an interesting one here. We've got uh, in the in the final, uh, Korea beat Italy forty five forty four. Now, I did watch that. So I didn't. So on you go. No, it was great. I was a, a properly seesaw match. Comes down to forty four all, and and Korea take the win with a you know a properly spectacular hit. It was it was great. Um, I said my my conversion to become a a, a Saber fan. That I he was the, he was the last man in. Can you remember? Was it? Was it uh, Bungil? I think it was Bungil. Uh, okay, I guess I see oh, that. Sorry, Bungil. Bungil Goo. Yeah, I know who you mean. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all, the, all the right uh, sounds there, just mm-hmm. not in the right order. Yeah. But in the semis, we had Iran. Yep. So and Korea obviously beat Iran there quite comfortably, though forty-five, thirty-four is fairly comfortable. Yeah. But but uh, that was Iran uh, appearing from you know whatever it was they've been. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's weird how they sort of kind of come and go. Uh, produced a spectacular World Cup win earlier on the season yeah. and didn't appear at the the next one. Uh, but but good to see the our our Iranian favourites uh, back yeah. in action and, and and reaching the semi finals yeah. at least. Uh, yeah. Cool. And then obviously the last semi final was uh, Italy just edging at Hungary at forty five forty three. So I mean I don't know. Are we, Hungarians have never really went away in Sabre like they have maybe no, a little bit in foil and in Epi. They've been not quite there. Yeah, but... Coming and going in Epi foil. Uh, yeah, not been great for a while. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Oh, um, well, Bonn, Mains Foil. Yes. Um, just just at the weekend. Um, so I, I spent most of my weekend in front of a front of a laptop screen watching this. Yeah, well, I lifted heavy boxes. That's, that's, that's my thing. Yeah, I, I watch Mains Foil and you lift heavy boxes. Yeah. Um, you know, each to their own. Um, yeah, thoroughly good weekend uh, of fencing. When it was, local boy uh, Peter Jopic uh, winning winning the Bonn, yeah, Bonn Mains result. Foil yeah. World Cup. Fence really, really well. He looked thoroughly out of sorts in in Paris. Went straight in the last sixty four there, uh, but apparently had a bit of a back injury there, which you know I wasn't well, aware of at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah uh, but beating a 
yeah, a Frenchman who's having a bit of a return to form, Enzo, Enzo Lafort, yeah. uh, who looked uh, an absolute superstar a couple of years ago. In fact, yeah, 2004, 13-14 mm-hmm. season, he looked like sort of the next big thing and then suffered a, a horrible sort of uh, dip in form. But, yeah. Um, again, he, he looked the part um, this weekend again. Jopic rushed him and kind of threw him off his stride at the start of the final. Oh, right. Um, and we never entirely recovered from that. Stuff earlier on in the day, yeah, a few things to note actually. Um, I got bright and early to watch the last 64, and the first round of matches was absolute mayhem. Olympic champion and top seed in this, in the absence of Alex Masayalis, um, lost to uh, a, an American junior who's a, a first year junior, he's only sort of 17 or something, oh. uh, Nick Itkin. All right, okay. Uh, was it close? Yeah, 15 14. Oh, right. um, Itkin had a, had a Big, big lead. Mm. Um, who just looked horribly off form. Scratched and scrabbled his way back to 14 all, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, he managed to, to get over the line. Uh, so, big result for him. And then he then faced another American, um, not not of your, your usual American four that are, are mm-hmm. always there, um, Brian Kanishige in the last 32. Oh, so, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, this uh, young American kid w- went into the into last 16, which was a <laughs> tremendous result for him. Um, I mean, I just kind of go back to this thing that the, the American men's football team is so well established. And I kind of quizzed Greg Masialis about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. About, you know, got this tremendously promising looking group of American junior men's foilists. You know, what, you know, when's their opportunity going to come along to to make a breakthrough at senior level? And Greg's response was more or less, "Well, yeah, they may well have to wait." Yeah, but it was it was good to see that um, one of them is actually doing one of something. Them, yeah, they're they're at senior event and making making real progress oh, in it as good. well. So that's that was quite good news. Yeah, other semi-finalists, uh, a more familiar American face in uh, racing Bowden, claiming the bronze. He got an absolute duffing off Peter Jopic in the, in the semi-final, 15-5, uh, which I really didn't see coming at all. But he was all over him. And Jopic is one of those, he's been around obviously for a while now. And we know he's quality fencer, we know that. Uh, but you would have said maybe, uh, he's, he's still he still occasionally just turns out and does the goods. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It does not happen all the time, though, but he does occasionally just turn up and he's, yeah. he's the old Jopic I mean, apparently, again. Apparently his record against Imboden is atrocious. He's either beaten him once in half a dozen attempts or right, not beaten okay. him at all. But this was this was a proper thrashing. Uh, and the other semi-final, again, this was a really, really good match involving Timur Safin. Oh, right, OK. Uh, I've become a bit of a Safin fan. He, he looked great in Paris, was just edged out by Massey in the okay. final. Uh, and again, Enzo Four looking uh, brilliantly back on form, but just managed to edge out Safin again, 15-14. Mm-hmm. I suppose two 15-14 losses in mm, successive okay. World Cups, you might think, well, that's that's not that great. But um, yeah, Safin is now the, definitely the star of the Russian the Russian team. Oh, okay. And the other result to pick out for from from Bonn mm-hmm. uh, was Cyprus's top fencer. Who is Cyprus's <laughs> top fencer? Can you name it? Uh, hang a second. No, I'm not sure who. No, who, you probably can't. Exactly. Okay. Who, who would it well, be? Tell me. Um, Alexander Toffolides. Oh, I've never heard of him before. Yeah, well, you probably have. Okay. If you think back just a little bit. Um, fence for Britain until uh-huh. uh, end of last season. Uh, was a member of the British team in the 2014 World mm-hmm. Championships. Yep. And then switched to Cyprus at the start of, of this season. Mm-hmm. Won a, a men's fall satellite, yep. medaled at another one, and had a, a brilliant run here. Beat... Uh, he beat Garrett Meinhardt in the last 64. Oh, really? Wow, good. Uh, beat Maxime Poti of France in mm-hmm. the last 32. Beat our favourite Frenchman, uh, Owen Le Pechou. I can't say really that or not. Yeah, well, mixed feelings in that yeah. one. But yeah, yeah, a real comfortable win there. 
uh, and going on to make the last eight. And it's, it's a curious one. So you might think, why would you switch from Britain uh, to Cyprus? It's not an obvious jump to make. Mm-hmm. But I heard this from a couple of sources. What He was basically told that you're going to be dropped from funding on the British programme yep. and we're, we're not going to select you for internationals anymore. So he's going, well, that's not great. Either my international career is over or the fact that I've got a Cypriot passport because mm-hmm. his, his dad's from Cyprus. Yep. I'm going to go and fence for them. Well, that's totally fair. Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah, a bit of a black eye for um, British fencing. Yes. Powers that be to, to let somebody go and there he produces a, a world class result. I mean, I just as we're dismantling the, the world, the, the WC program, I mean, that's. Just, oh, anyway. Yeah. I think, I think I mean, a more, a more vindictive that. person than Alex would go, serves you right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he's just enjoying a, a thoroughly great result. I was delighted, yeah. delighted to see it. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much takes us up to date. We've got one more. Oh, we've got one more. One oh. more. One more memorable. Oh, now, now it's just one for me to look forward to, guys. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Lignano again. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Women's Epi. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Is it? Uh, well, uh, depends on how you want to define it. But uh, it was won by uh, Julia Belayeva of Estonia. Okay, that's, who that's okay. We beat Lauren Renby, France. Okay. And it was an astonishing uh, 12-8. 12-8? 12-8 wow. in the final. Oh, double figures. Double figures, yeah. That's and that was, great. And that isn't even the best the best match. One more exciting there than There was that? another one, that one, yep. Uh-huh. So uh, in the semi-finals, we, uh, Lauren Renby managed to edge out uh, Bazura of Ukraine. Yep. Uh, 4-3. Oh. <laughs> oh fantastically God. tactical display there. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the good news is that in the other in the other side uh-huh. we had uh, Sara Bezbez uh, up against uh, Bel Yaeva who obviously who won it was fifteen eleven there. Okay. It's good to see Sara at least uh, sort of uh, making it into the semis again. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we were quite complimentary about Sara Bezbez um, winning uh, was that a Grand Prix at the end of the year, yes. becoming world number one, yep. proper entertaining, exciting fencing. Really fencer, yeah. Um, so yeah, with the other women's Epi World Cup that we talked about. Sending less than thrilling. That I mean, that yeah. is a bit of a disappointment. As you say, that women's epi seems to be taking a backward step. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to look back a little bit more, uh, in the in the last day we had uh, we had uh, Bazura beat Embrich of uh, Estonia, thirteen uh-huh. twelve. That was in a, a last uh, eight. Yeah, okay. But the, the other astonishing one here is uh, Remby beating Choi eight four. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is dull stuff, right? I've held off, but I've, I think I've got a solution for okay, this. Let's, okay, let's try so it. the current non-combativity rules, you know, a minute of nothing, very much happening. Referee calls halt. Move on to the next, the next period straight away. No break. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've got a better idea. That's going to be a stronger incentive for two fencers bouncing about, uh, not doing anything, just looking at each other. All the boxes are <clears throat> means powered boxes. Yeah. I think we need an additional attachment, okay. so that after thirty seconds of nothing happening. There's a wire attached to the fencer that starts to uh, pass some voltage through them. Now, we're talking something fairly low, but just enough for them to register, okay? Mm. So you get another 10 seconds, 40 seconds, and voltage kicks up a little further. And so every 10 seconds, once it gets past a minute, we're talking about a voltage level that's uncomfortable. Yep. Okay, and so on until somebody either passes out or they feel inclined to go for the hit. <laughs> what do you think? Is that reasonable? Uh, uh, I don't know. It just, it just seems... It feels a bit weird to me to say that women's epi is not. It, it feels to me it's gone backwards, whereas women's foils come forward. It just feels weird. And here, here I am saying that, and I haven't said that in years now. But yes, let's do it. Yeah, it needs yeah. something. It, it needs, needs something. Something, something needs to happen. Here. That's two successive World Cups uh, at women's epi where we've gone. 
those look like really boring fights. Yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about the the the, the, uh, the team matches as well because uh-huh. again they weren't they weren't great. So the final was won by Estonia. Uh, sorry, wrong way round. Uh, the final was won by China. Uh-huh. We managed to beat Estonia. Yeah, twenty eight twenty five. Yeah, see that's that's dull. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to even look at any more scores because yeah. that's you're going to give me more low scores, aren't you? Uh, how about Estonia beating Korea fifteen twelve? Oh, right. Okay. You know enough. Enough. Okay. So okay, so that wraps up. I think for our our senior results roundup, women's yeah. epi not looking good. Plenty of excitement everywhere yeah. else. Okay. And now let's talk about our uh, our Patreon project. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we did a bit of a soft launch on Facebook yes. uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the way Patreon works is that uh, you, our lovely audience and supporters, um, get the chance to help us make our podcast better. Yes. Um, so if you sign up for Patreon, uh, you become a supporter of the podcast. You get various perks depending on how much you, you contribute every month. Um We'd like to buy ourselves some better audio gear as our first our first target. That would be lovely. Um, at the moment, we have one microphone. Mm-hmm. Should I tap the microphone? Don't. No, 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 people okay. hate that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm not. It's really tempting, though. Um, so we'd like to, to buy ourselves some better microphones, a nice audio mixer so we come through loud and clear and you can hear everything that we say. Um, we've set up a Support Us page mm-hmm. um, on our website. So if you visit our website... Uh, go to the support us bit. Yes, uh, gives you a link straight through to through to our Patreon page where you can contribute. Um, we have some early adopters. Okay, uh, so we'd like to give a big shout out to them for supporting us straight away, and I hope you will do the same. So, big shout out to Mike O'Donnell. Hooray! Hooray! Charlie Broden. Hooray! Kev Milne. Hooray! Ocht. Oh. Karen Walton. Hooray! Thanks, Mr. Walton. Uh, Sarah Paveley Hooray Dave Baker Hooray Our favourite referee He is our favourite referee And Mr President oh. Of Scottish Fencing Chris Hyde I doff my cap sir So thanks very much guys For your support And lovely listeners I hope you'll join them um, Some questions I, I put a, a Quickie on yes. Facebook The other day Seeing uh, if anybody had any questions for us and it wasn't a massive response but we did get a couple one of which was properly obscure um, the question was about fence, uh, French fencing equipment manufacturers yes. and why they seem to be a bit quiet well uh, this did take a bit of digging and I'm not sure I got a totally satisfactory answer once upon a time there used to be three main manufacturers in France mm-hmm. uh, Prior Soudé yep. and France Lam. Yes, we all know what's happening here, but anyway. Yeah, so Prior and Soudé uh, merged, I think, in the late 90s. So they're now a, a single entity. I think, I think even I remember that. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, France Lam went down the tubes in early 2000, 2001 or 2002, and then all sorts of terrible rumours about uh, oh, sort of financial mismanagement. Yeah. And yeah, um, I, I've not got all the details. And as I recall, it was all quite messy. So mm-hmm. we'll not go over that. So basically down to basically one one French manufacturer now. Yeah, Prior Sudé. Yeah. Um, I was having a look at their website the other day and um, I've n- really never seen anything quite so old-fashioned. Um, hard to navigate... Uh, they don't really seem to have got the hang of the whole e-commerce. They're they're not a kind of global entity in the way that uh, certainly Leon Paul are and All Star yeah. Women are. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their range of kits not that brilliant. You know, they've got one one lot of eight hundred newton kit, one lot of three hundred fifty newton 
kit clothing wise their masks look old fashioned so they, they seem to be seem to be kind of lagging behind the times is pretty much what's happened with do they still uh, do they do they still sponsor the French team no Liam Paul do yeah that's what I thought yeah uh, hmm. so they seem to just be yeah off off the pace I can't remember when I mean, we were in Paris last year and you were there this year I can't I'm thinking that. There was an equipment stand, but I don't remember if it was Prior or not. Well, there were a few. There were a few, actually. All right. Yeah, okay. more than one. And I think there was a Prior one, but it right. was quiet. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they've basically they seem to have dropped out of fashion. Okay. Uh, and that's maybe a bit harsh, but that's my sort of first impressions. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that in answer to the question is, they're just lagging behind the time, seems mm-hmm. to be the, the answer. And there's only, there's only the one of them now. Okay. So they are. And the other question was, which... Uh, you you answered and and I'm going to follow this up because um, it gives me uh, an excuse to uh, tease one of our patrons, Dave Baker. Okay. With a with a question. So the question was, who are your sport? No, who is your sporting hero? And of course, I I quipped it was Andy Gorham. Andy Gorham. Now, for those who are not aware of uh, <clears throat> Mr. Gorham's work, he was the goalkeeper for uh, football um, for Scotland in the nineties yeah. and the two thousands. Yep. Um, so why is he your hero? Uh, because he was the Scotland goalkeeper, <laughs> and he was from the north. He's from the north, if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't know. It, was, it seemed like an appropriate response to uh, our other patrons, <laughs> uh, their Kev Mill. Yes, yeah. I think you've got the wrong one. I think you're thinking of Jim Leighton. I think I am thinking of Jim Leighton. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've said it, I think I am thinking of Jim Leighton. Yeah. Okay, so so this offers a bit of insight to to Gav's understanding of of sports outside fencing. <laughs> um, however, it does lead me to a question uh, for for Dave Baker. Now, so I hope you're paying attention here, Dave. Um, Andy Gorham, um, Gav's sporting hero, um, <laughs> as well guy. as representing Scotland at football, um, also played cricket for them. Um, now, I played against Andy Gorham at cricket. <laughs> this is this is a bit of a divergence. I appreciate. Um, Probably in the late 1990s. Uh, he was a very good cricketer. Um, however, my question for Dave was, which team was I playing for against Andy Gorham's team? To give you a clue, two former Australian test cricketers also played for the club that I played for. They were Terry Alderman and Kim Hughes. I want you to drop me a line telling me which team I played for. So there you go. There's some proper trivia for you. Those that you don't follow cricket, that's going to mean absolutely nothing whatsoever. Mm. And even those that follow football may struggle to remember remember Andy Gorham. <laughs> uh, so to answer the original question, uh, my sporting hero is actually, I would say, John McEnroe. All right, OK. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> skillful, mm-hmm. passionate, uh, exciting to watch. See, here's the weird thing is because uh, I obviously I grew up knowing tons about football and you can just tell by my yeah, response to this, yeah. uh, <laughs> this question. But uh, my sporting heroes when I was a kid, but one of them... I did like John McEnroe, but I actually really liked Ivan Lendl. Ah, uh, okay. Which maybe explains why I became an epist. Yep, I think Slow, it does. Methodic, yep. uh, willing, willing, willing to do whatever it takes to win, you mm-hmm. know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he would settle for a 3-2 win at time, wouldn't he? <laughs> he really would. Yeah. He would have he would have been over the moon, in fact. In fact, he would, have, <laughs> he, would have, he would have crushed his opponent with his lack of psychological pressure. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Okay, so there's a little insight to how our brains work. Uh, I'm not sure if that's helped. Even a little bit. Um, so that brings us on to um, our usual finisher of Coolest Fencer on the Planet. Mm-hmm. So uh, lots of action that we've covered um, this time round. Um, so plenty of contenders. Yep. Well, I want Max again. because Because yep, uh, obviously I can't get enough of Max. Max has... <coughs> here, here we go, right? Max. Max made a last 16. 
mm-hmm. uh, Max has his own private TV channel. Seemingly right? so. Okay, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, <laughs> and we've, we've just seen a video of Max playing in the snow, which is adorable. <laughs> yeah, like like a puppy. Like a, it's brilliant, though. Puppy with swords. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. okay. Uh, maybe some better reasons for Max this time round than some of your previous oh, attempts, okay. but, you know, let me mull it over. Um, who else have we got? Um... I would say Cecilia Berde for uh, her win in New York and being at the forefront of the uh, French women's saber revolution or renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's worth a nomination, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got? Uh, yeah, and our, our Russian women's foilist, uh, Svetlana Trip. Oh, what's her Tripapina. name? Tripapina. Yeah, yeah, yeah our Italian-sounding Russian um, yes. again for coming from nowhere. To, to win a World Cup. Oh, I want to chip in one more than just for the discussion. That's got to be Cano. Okay. Because, uh, again, I mean, he's not, not literally from nowhere, not like Hawk was, but he looked like a great fencer Yeah. Uh, on the rise, I thought. And I just, I know, I just, just love watching the Japanese fencers that day. They just, all of them, they were on a mission that lot. So, yeah, I want to chuck in Cano. That's my other. That's my last one. Okay. Well, in the way, same way that you you nominate Max every time, uh, I'm going to go for my my regular nomination okay. of Erwan Lapeshu, and okay. I'm going to give really good reasons, and I'm actually right. determined to go for it this time. All right. Okay. Um, he took time out of a super busy day uh, to do an interview with me in Paris, which is pretty cool. That was extremely cool. Um, usual reasons for Erwan being the coolest fencer on the planet. He's cool. He's French. Yep. He's left-handed. Uh, he carries the French team. Yeah. And I didn't mention it in the results. Now, I mentioned in Paris that the French got a bit of a beating in the final of Italy. However, team event in Bonn at the weekend, France crushed Italy in the final. And was it all down to, to our man Urban? Um, at, uh, lar- well, not largely. Uh, Enzo Lefort actually fenced really well in the match as mm-hmm. well. But I think the final score was 45-30 right. with wow. Enzo. Wow. Um, Doing doing his bit, but Erwan being the man. Okay. Well, well, he is the man. So anyway, right, okay. So how are we going to decide this then? Now, did I let you away with a, a decision last time? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think I did. I think, I'm, did. I think I'm in credit here. Okay, you're in credit. You can you can make this choice this time. Okay, well, it's easy then. Erwan Lepeshu, coolest fencer on the planet. Right, okay. Congratulations, Erwin. We'll get you something. Yep. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps yep. up for this time. Exactly. Um, I think what we're going to do, obviously there was an absolute massive results for us to cover. Couldn't do anything with the juniors. So I think in future we're going to try and record a bit more frequently. Maybe not quite every fortnight because uh, you're away off to Barcelona. Just yeah, well, yeah, out, yeah. You know, on your holidays. Yeah, exactly. But shortly exactly. after, I think. Where's, your, where's your sense of devotion here? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're, we're going to up our output. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Yes. And uh, we'll be back with you again before you know it. Yeah, in just over two weeks. Just over two weeks. Mm. Once you've finished loafing about the place. Yes. Right, enough of that. Thank you and good night. Okay, bye.